He knows his music. He knows his wrestling. He knows his politics. Joe knows radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the star of the show, Joe for President, Joe Lucas. cannot hear that enough sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I think I'm going to put that on YouTube and just see how many views it gets. When people want to hear you hear you want to hear it again, man. <laughs> What's going on, Joe? How you doing, man? Hey, I, you know, made a little adjustments to my life this week. Uh, since I'm for president, uh-huh. I, on my answer machine, I put Joe for president. You got to be joking. Can, wow. Can, really? Campaign headquarters. Yeah. Wow. And I've done very well this week. I've got a dollar and 89 cents and three L8 bottles in contribution. <laughs> Somebody couldn't at least bring you a six-pack of Beast over? We're getting yeah. rich! Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant, man. I'm still on a hangover from the last show. Um, I listened to it, man, and it just, it, it was, it was, it went smooth, yeah. man. It's easy to listen to. I, I was cleaning at the house. I was doing my normal things I do when I listen to radio. That's what I do when I listen to our shows. And it was a great show from the beginning to the end. Hell yeah. Did a great job last week. We're excited about this week. How you been? I'm going to welcome everybody to the show. DJ Slim, what are you doing, man? You going to play some music for us tonight? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, planning on playing some music. I was here till 3.30 this morning. We were rocking. Cleaning up. Hell yeah. Rocking in a row. I got everything cleaned up, and when you guys came in today, huh? all we had to do was get levels, and get we were ready yeah. to go. Get it going, Hell baby, yeah. baby. We appreciate it all. <laughs> yeah. And we got Jimmy. What up? How you doing, man? Another day, man. Another day in paradise. I know you uh, You had a big... You, it was out Friday. Yeah. I, uh, I had a show at uh, PPW in mm-hmm. uh, Sellersburg, Indiana, for a Friday night. Oh, man. That's, that sounds fun. Maybe we'll uh, touch on that later. Giggity, giggity, giggity. All right. And then we got Joe for president, Joe Lucas, man. The pleasure of having him the, in. The legend. The thing is, he doesn't come with just his, 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 his cool-ass opinions and stuff and his stories. Um, he comes with cool t-shirts on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a t-shirt, dude. I'm a t-shirt nut. If anybody knows, you know, Slim, Slim's been to the house. I got hundreds of t-shirts. And I just, I'm just into them. I think they're cool. I've always loved a cool t-shirt. And he's wearing a Ramon shirt. And that just strikes up conversation with me for days because that's one of my favorite bands of all time. Well, you know, I was an original member of the Ramones, but I was a little too wild for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, man, I, I, memories of, of punk rock when I was young uh, started basically with the Ramones. Um, Joe, when, when did the Ramones come into your life music-wise? Oh, man, I won't say it was probably mid-70s when, mm-hmm. you know, punk started hitting and people thinking, oh, hell, who are the hell are these idiots, you know? And I'm listening to them, and they're doing great. But when they finally, you know, I heard them, I want to be sedated, I fell in love the rest of my life. Me too. 
you know, it's just Was like, that a good LSD song back in the day? <laughs> no, it's being sedated is far from that. You're going the other way. <laughs> you will mellow out for about six and a half hours. <laughs> 20, 20, 24 hours to go. That was I'm the first. Beach, that maybe, maybe not. Probably on some. Probably when I watched uh, some movie sometime, I probably heard some Ramones and didn't get it. Yeah. But I got a punk rock comp. It had some Dead Kennedys on it. Um, it had some Clash on it, and it had Ramones. I want to be sedated, and that made me want to find more. So when when I got to go to Lexington. Up here in Kentucky, we go Lexington. we go to Lexington up here, and that's where you could kind of go to some CD stores and get things a little bit different than Walmart, which was what all I had. Um, did you ever own any Ramones vinyl? Yes, I still have one. What? You know, yep. Which yep. one? Do you, which which vinyl you got? You Ramones? Know, Nick. I've got over 500 albums. How am I supposed to remember? Every one of them? <laughs> he, would, I mean, he, he was probably, probably there when they pressed the album. <laughs> I mean, that's all. That, that's yeah. gold to me. Yeah. That's gold. Yeah. Yeah. A Ramones album from you know from the seventies is gold. Nowadays, I still collect, but they're all reissues. You know, yeah. what I love you. You just brought up the Dead Kennedys. Mm-hmm. These, they, this poor band got they got banned from radio stations before their music was even played because of their name. Yeah, right. The Dead yeah. Kennedys. It's yeah. like, come on, people. It's a band, you know. Yeah. And how many Kennedys are dead? We. Have? In my lifetime, probably 185. I yeah, there's know, a there was a lot, lot more Kennedys before the presidents, you yeah, know, before yeah. the government, even you know, before oh, any of that. Without you know, a doubt, a name. without a doubt, it's a name. But that's that's what we've talked about before: is anything anybody that don't really have anything to think about makes up bullshit to be mad about. Amen. Yeah, you like know? The Dixie chicks. Yeah, changing yeah. their name to the chicks. Oh, like that's a bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but that you know, realistically, you know what that did? That got you just mentioning both names again. Yeah. Right. What if that's marketing? Yeah. They're like, I mean, we're going to change our name. People still going to call us the Dixie Chicks, but they're going to talk about us getting rid of the Dixie right. as they're talk, still calling right. us the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Hey, and Confederate, Confederate Railroad got oh, yeah. fired from a state fair because of their name. Holy shit. That's and this ridiculous. was like two years ago. Wow. Before it got hit. Wow. You know. Holy shit. So. Daddy never was a Cadillac kind. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about it. <laughs> man, uh, we're going to get to a little bit of music real quick, man. This song is amazing. Uh, Brian Hines. He's been playing with uh, Dead Air Dennis up in Lexington. They've been doing a whole lot of shows lately. Um, this song's actually about Brian's grandfather making wine, I believe. At the you know uh, you know back in the day, um, this is Brian Himes. The song's called Willie's Wine. Skullface Records Radio. So happy. 
me down We talk a bit and then we pass the wine around We pass the wine around But now I'm happy Drinking only this wine I'll be so happy wrestling uh in central kentucky um looking back and thinking back some some stories that i remember you kind of uh, uh touching on when when i was younger um was brian no brian christopher that was that was the, i went that went to the oh, whole wrong state that went to the yeah. whole wrong state man um the, the what was the guy I was on a, 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 a billy, billy joe travis. travis billy joe travis um him and uswa i remember in pink trunks he didn't he didn't like look like the big badass wrestler but you never really seen him get whooped and he was always kind of sneaky he always put on the show and he always entertained and he stuck out to me looking back at my what I watched in USWA um, you got to meet him personally correct several times partied with him a little bit no shit <laughs> man can you talk about a little bit if you don't mind man well I First time I met him, I had to go to the liquor store and buy him something to drink. Yeah, was good. <laughs> he was Whoa. one of those guys. I, yeah, I, I, I think the statute of limitations is over, Joe. You, I you think go ahead. So. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he liked a little weed every now and then, but you know uh-huh. who didn't? But just a little. Yeah. Hey. So he wrestled a lot in Lexington in, in the area. Yeah, he worked uh, a lot of independence, but uh, I, I actually met him in Memphis one because uh, I was down there with a friend of mine, Roger Greenley, who was uh-huh. wrestling, uh, doing a TV taping in Memphis. And oh, I gotcha. met Billy Joe. And, and I always loved this story 
whatever place he went to, his mom had cancer and he was wrestling just to save her and he had to drop out of college for this. Lord. And his mom was healthy as a horse, you know. And people <laughs> felt so That's sorry like rolling up know. the Bible, man. Yeah. Well, and, 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 and I don't mean to interject here, but Joe, and maybe you could back this up on me even more, didn't Handsome Jimmy Valiant at one point at his uh, merchandise table have a bucket for the some kind of children's organization or something like that <laughs> and as long as he donated a dollar he could pocket whatever people put in there right yep that was it it, yep. it was some kind of kids organization i, I yeah it was I, I, I forgot about that that did happen <laughs> wow shady it's fuck yeah <laughs> now th- this is wild you bringing up handsome jimmy uh-huh. you bringing up billy joe travis yeah this, I think, it, someplace in Indiana, well, they was both on the show. Well, they, you know, they're doing their thing, and Jimmy's just schooling Travis like crazy and having fun with him because he knew what he was doing. Yeah. And Travis is getting lost, and Jimmy just pulls his trunks down right <laughs> to his ankles. <laughs> Grabs his jock strap and swings around by into the rope. Jock strap breaks. There's Travis to the whole world. Women are screaming. Some woman threw a towel up her and he covered himself up. Of course, the match was over with, you know. And Jimmy lost by disqualification. You know, so. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a disqualification <laughs> if I've ever seen one. <laughs> disqualification of wiener. <laughs> Exposed. I thought they was going to disqualify Travis because he showed it there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would have been but a good plot. It's all about twist. making memories. That definitely. Would <laughs> that would have been a good twist, man. I tell you what, with my past, a lot of memories are gone. <laughs> I mean, a little, a little bit uh, as a the Conehead used to say there's a little bit too much mass consumption. You know? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Been there. But we had a lot of fun, you know. And Travis, I mean, always never had a ride anyplace. Had a ride with somebody constantly. And had a car, but it was too damn cheap to drive it. But mm-hmm. it was a rust bucket. But Lord, you know, and then he went cough up, cough, you know, gas money. And people got tired of letting him run ride around. So Where was he from originally? Do you know? He's from Lexington. Oh, he's from Lexington. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, he just started working with the Indies and stuff. And I don't know how in the world he ever got on USWA. But he did even work for uh, ICW for a little bit. Oh, no shit. And believe it or not, the man worked on uh, AWA Wrestling, which was on ESPN. He was on TV there. They were on TV for five, five days a week. Dude, that's point. what I yeah. watch when I yeah. get home from school. Yeah, and Billy Joe wrestled in Texas for Bill oh, Watts. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he done it, but he he actually went to place to place and I kept thought, a name. I thought he was a damn good, like yeah. I said, man. Yeah. Like, he, he made great. you not like him. He, he, he reminded me, like, like... I don't know if he was ever there at the same time when Eddie Gilbert was there, but they were along the same oh, yeah. height of go. wrestler. To, yeah, to thinking be, about to that, be, absolutely. Be, yeah, they would have made a great tag team. Oh, yeah. Jim, when you call, I guess Billy Joe was like, you would call journeyman. Well, not so much a journeyman, a little bit more than that. He was a major 
mid-major. Yeah, mid-major wrestler. He, yeah. he could actually sneak into a big match every now and then. But then when he did, somebody just beat the living hell out of him, you know. But he probably wrestled Ken Lucas every night. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> he actually did wrestle Ken Lucas oh, in South Carolina. I know. I know they you, were tag teams at one time. I know you're a big yeah. Ken Lucas fan. Not really. <laughs> Jerry Lawler did steal my beer one night, though, at Ken did Lucas' he? face, and I love that death. And some. Little girl at work for Rep Arena brought me two beers, and I thought, well, it was worth losing a beer. Man, I found yeah. an old uh, uh, Jerry, Jerry Lawler shirt that I got that I'm going to wear next uh, next episode of here. When oh, I yeah. seen it, when I wow. seen it, I, I was thinking you. It was like you're going to love this one. It's no throwback one that I had. Uh, I bought this one actually off of uh, Amazon for probably too much money, but that's how I am sometimes when wow. I see it, I want it. Yeah, you know how to you're. Yo, like yeah, that. yeah. You see that cool shit, and you're like, oh man. I Retro want. shirts are man, dude. I walk in. So, so I walk into Joe's nostalgia place. You know, it's like a nostalgia museum almost when you walk into Joe's house for me sometimes because there's so much cool stuff in there. It's like he, he might think I'm trying to like scout the place when I come in there because I'm looking. You know what I'm saying? It's like, why are you looking at all my shit? <laughs> he, he, he would hear you coming in there because that gate would screak. Oh, no. The yeah. do- and then the dog's on your ass, dude. <laughs> and the dog's all over you. Uh, but I come in and his sister had found something and brought it in. Tell me about what they found. It was awesome, dude. It was really cool shit. I was like, man, you can put that in a frame. I want that in a frame. Well, my sister actually brought an old poster from where I ran for state representative to me. (laughs) He's clean shaved. Wow. And then it was the newspaper article, and I was clean shaved and had my contacts in, you know. Oh, yeah. I was styling and profiling. Yes, he was, son. How cool would it be to have a copy of that hanging in the I would love if there's an easy way to copy that. But but before that, for seven years, I either had a goatee or beard, and I I think clean shaving lasted like three months. (laughs) My oldest daughter wouldn't even come to me for like four days. That's hilarious. You're not my daddy. You're not my daddy, you know. That's hilarious. Slim, man, um, we got some songs lined up for today. Won't you pitch it to the next one real quick, if you don't mind, buddy? I don't want to be I don't want to be a, a narcissist and play my own song, but if you want to announce my song, then that's a whole kind of, <laughs> that's way different, right? I don't want to come out here and blow my own horn. I don't want to toot my own horn, but toot, toot. It is by Nick. Uh, it's called My Best Friend. You guys are listening to Joe for President on Skullface Records Radio. That's a
we're back live. Joe for president, episode two. He's got my vote. Yeah, man. He's got all of our votes Damn around here, right. man. It actually Straight was. Ticket. I was telling him I'm really tough on the analytics. I, I, you see me. I come in here. I try to check them daily. I like to see what's going on. Um, Joe for president took first place this past week in the actual the man moves podcast the shows. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. They finally took the chaos show out of number one. So, guys, I had a little uh, surprise for you all. I thought it would uh, I thought it would be kind of fun for us because we all we're all wrestling fans. Um, I got some WCW 1990 trading cards. Now we're just gonna open them up and we're just gonna see who you guys got. You know, maybe maybe you you pick a tag team over there and you pick a tag team and you guys can be like you guys against you guys and we'll okay. discuss what might happen. Okay. You know, I got a major problem. What's I don't wrong? have my glasses. <laughs> Do you need your glasses? No, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. Do I have to look and tell you who these are? Oh my God! No, you don't have to tell tell me who it is at, it, at all. You can look through, and maybe see your favorite wrestler well, I'm, I'm or one you that what. you might do. And be yeah, like, I'll kick your ass with that card. You know, I, I've you know, long we're sitting here waiting for me to look at this a little bit. I've got a bone to pick with you, Nick. You know, oh, what's going oh, on, hell. Joe? Last week, uh-huh. you told me if I come down here, you buy me a twelve pack of beer. Oh, guess what I get? A bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So this ouch, week, ouch. he tell I, I tell him I said, well, Nick, I'm only going down there for one reason, and. Is because you told me Kurt Wonderly of Nexus Lives is going to be here. Ooh. And guess what? Hmm. He's not here, and he gives me a T-shirt. Uh, I mean, a count, come consolation on, prize. A yeah, consolation great. prize. Well, you know what I do have? I couldn't get him to come down because he lives, he lives about 40 miles up 75. But I got his number. I got his number. We can call him. We can give him a call if you guys want to, man. I can probably get him on the phone. You wanted to talk to him? Yeah, I was going to challenge his dad or his granddad. Hell yeah. To a, a, you know, weapons match, and we could both bring our walkers and see what we could do. (laughs) (laughs) He absolutely loves that, man. I'm going to try to give him a call maybe after after the next one. I'll try to see if I can't rig up and see if he's available. Or he might be scared. Scared? You just, you don't, you just I, drop in on bro, him. Now. You don't think he comes scared, do you? I don't. Maybe not. I think he comes lock ready and loaded. Stop, drop, reload. Stop, drop, and reload. <laughs> <laughs> I Frenched that one all up on that load. Yeah, man. Let's uh, we'll see what kind of uh, WCW stars we got on this. When we get back, we might try to get a hold of him live. See what? Uh, yeah. See what O'Kurt's doing live on the radio. What uh, who'd you get over there, Jimmy? Anybody cool? Oh man, yeah. Right out of the gate, the Steiner brothers, the most Boom. dominant tag team of the '90s. Scott and Rick. Yeah. yeah. So, so you think, you think that they they were more dominant than LOD in the '90s? Yes. Dudleys. Uh, see, to me, the '90s you have to break them up in almost two eras. There was the pre '95, '96s, and then uh-huh. and then up till up to two thousand. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. When the Hardys and those guys came in, yeah. But like the Steiner brothers' time, it didn't matter who they were in the ring with. Man, they rocked it. Like you watch some of their matches, 
they, they were one of the most physical tag teams. You were I, talking I've ever about seen. that era. Joe was talking about how they were bringing a lot of uh, uh, Japanese tag teams, yeah. and and I seen the Steiners. I cannot pinpoint. I'll have to redate it. And let you guys know exactly who they wrestled, but it was two Japanese wrestlers, and the Steiners was the most aggressive, and they were just throwing these dudes like Dude. I've never seen them throw dudes in my life. They were brute strength. But you know what is amazing about both both brothers? Both of them were four time All American wrestlers. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how many people do you have like that walk into the pro ranks and really do yeah. as well as they and, do? And, and and if you think about it too, both guys even after the tag team were huge stars still even as singles like afterwards and, and like that very rarely my happens. my friends that weren't wrestling friends you know not everybody that you guys know every, not everybody you hang out with knows anything about wrestling the non-wrestling fans that i that i hung out with didn't know either steiners until big papa pump and then when big papa pump hit the thing he was commercial to them you know they knew that he stuck out he did the whole hulk hogan billy you know uh, that whole go blonde but when he done that uh, you know that was a good career change for him because his back was i mean just oh, such yeah. a horrendous Without shape doubt. He, he couldn't do all the move i mean he couldn't do a Frankensteiner anymore. He could just couldn't do it. He, so, could, he could rock that microphone, nobody. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you what. Could. And what I loved about him, too, is he w- he was so good on that mic. He would piss the fans off so bad it was pitiful. And you know you done your job when you got the fans really just mad at you. You know what would yeah. be fun? Just taking a road trip to that Shoney's down there. It's shut down, bro. Yeah, Corona killed it. I did not know that. I'm learning that live on the radio. Yeah. When when it was open, pal. Should have went. Now I've got to stalk him and knock on his door. Get Frankenstein. That's like when, like, a couple years ago I went to Memphis, Uh and they had the Jerry Lawler Museum. And when I went, we went and looked for it, and we couldn't find it. I got on the internet, blah, blah, blah closed. Uh. It was one of the biggest things I wanted to see there. You mean? This is before his barbecue restaurant. They like a dollar short, man. Yeah, so the Steiners, anybody else in there? We're just going to uh, it, Like, <coughs> hold on here. Let me see. Uh, Flair, Southern Boys, Sid Vicious. Let's talk about old Psycho Sid. Yeah. And I, and I have a feeling Joe's opinion will be much different than mine and possible yours, Nick. But to me, Sid Vicious was so damn cool back in the day. Like, like I loved his stick with the power bomb and all that. Like, he couldn't wrestle worth a shit, probably. But, like, man, like, I loved him. Like, you know. Can I improv ask something? Sure. I mean, I'm the same way with Sid, okay? Yeah. But Vader coming out full headgear, okay? Instead of Z-Man standing in that ring at that Clash of Champions where he just yeah. goes in and beats the tar out of Z-Man. Yeah. And, you, and for me, I see Vader basically for the first time, not knowing that he's been in AWA, you know, grooming. Yeah. Um, Sid's in the ring. Right. In his prime going into his singles career with WCW. What's yeah. up? 
you know, I'm glad you brought up Vader. Who's I just, getting powerbombed? Yeah, uh, Vader. <laughs> I'm really glad you brought up Vader because I can't wait to add something to this. Well, this is, I don't know if y'all have ever watched it, but where he and Stan Hansen mm. are unifying the two championships in Japan. Popped his eyeball out. And knocked it right on yeah. his cheek. And Sa- Hansen tells him, we can stop right now. We can stop right now. He says, hell no, I'm making a million dollars. I'm not losing my paycheck. Puts his eyeball back in. And Hansen just decides, well, I won't hit him on that side of the face. <laughs> but he hits him on the other side of the face. You know what I mean? Those were two badass yeah, dudes. Man. You know? here, here, here's a great Vader story for you. I had the unfortunate pleasure of booking Big Van Vader at one of my, my the very first show I ever ran uh-huh. in Corbin, Kentucky with a promoter down there I was partners with at the oh, time. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> you say wow, but... He, he had just done, like, some Monday Night Raw appearances, like like little squash matches or whatever, just as, as the legend at the time. He'd bring him back every six, eight, 12 weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. And anyway, he, he was paid an exuberant amount of money and promised that we would have a limo to go pick him up in Louisville to drive him three hours to southern Kentucky. <laughs> well, let's hold up here. It went from a limo... Then to a rental car, ultimately to my car. So I have a <laughs> I have a Sunfire Pontiac Sunfire at the time. <laughs> I had one of those. Yeah, mine was navy blue, uh, li- uh, lime green for me, buddy. <laughs> but uh, anyway. So, me and this guy that I'm running the show with get in the car and go up there, and I'm like, man, this is not, like, Vader's a big dude. And we go to pick him up, and he gets in the car, and and, and I'm, you know, 400-plus pounds at the time, and he's a huge man, too. And, dude, he gets in there, and we're riding down the road, and we I introduce myself, and we're making a little chat. And the first words out of his mouth are, Jimmy. You're a big boy. I bet you don't shit right. <laughs> and I said, excuse me? And he says, he says, I know what it's like to be that size. And 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 he says, he said, I know you, I know you backed up for a few days and it just, it just, you, you go to the bathroom and it's just uncontrollable, isn't it? And I'm like, uh, yes, sir. Uh, and dude. Come to find out, I guess he was partners with this this fiber pill company or something that was upstart. Maybe he was one of his businesses. I was selling you. And this motherfucker right out of the gate tries to sell me on that in this mouthpiece. He says, I know you snore too. He said, he said, you could kill yourself like that. You you know that? And but but like, don't get me wrong, prick asshole to deal with. But like, I'll never forget we stopped at the cracker barrel. Uh-huh. And he, this man ate three bowls of greens and two actual entree meals. Okay. And I go to the bathroom and he's in there and he, and I'll never forget. He's in there taking a shit, (laughs) singing the old rugged cross. 
just killed my whole damn vision of Vader. So that's my goddamn Big Van Vader. I, I, Vader fucking story. I, I I held his fucking head thing that he shipped to us in in the mail, and I dropped the motherfucker, and and I cracked one of the fucking horns you off. Gotta of it. be kidding yeah. me. And I sent him like I didn't even take him back to the airport. I was so pissed at him. He held us up for money and uh-huh. fucking prick. But well, yeah, a piece of shit to yeah. deal with. But sidebar, thanks. Yeah. Guys. So I'm guessing you're taking Sid Vicious in that match. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Vader's getting power bombed out to, from the inside to the outside by yeah. Sid in this one. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. What kind of did you, you, did you see any cards down there that struck a nerve with you, Joe? Well, you know, I I got the free birds and. So I got Dutch Mantel twice. Can he hey. tag by himself? You know, I got Dutch. I got Dutch. Yeah. You know, I always liked Dutch. Uh, I did too, You know, man. Man, he was in South Carolina, Texas, Memphis. He would, I mean, he was just good. He looked Baby different. He looked he, a little man. different. He looked yeah. rugged. You know, and the thing is where he wrestled, everybody looked yeah. so big against the King and, and, and Dundee that a guy like him's a perfect badass. Anybody looked big against Bill Dundee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> did, did y'all ever see a Dutch Mantel when he shaved his mustache like Yosemite Sam? Yes. It, it was like, yes. whoa. Now, now yeah. J- Joe, this is probably something that you could speak on now, I've seen him on YouTube, and Nick, I can't speak for you. Uh-huh. What about uh, Dutch's matches with Randy Savage in the early '80s? Ooh, he had some hell of matches. I'm they had a what, long Dutch, feud. Dutch could work with anybody. Though. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yep, you know. So, and of course, Bill Dundee's a piece of you know what guy. About damn near killed me. Dundee, yeah, me, eighteen years old. What'd he do to you? What was wrong? What he was beat he do- the hell he- out of me. So he was because, just an asshole. Really? So yeah. he just brought people in and was an asshole to Yeah, just, I mean, beat the hell out of me. Just well, like, you know. I, in all fairness, a, a, a lot of the Australians have always been known to be, like, real short-tempered and all that. I, I'm not I'm not defending him by any means. Uh-huh. But. Well, you know, I went on, though, years later, and you know, I saw an interview by Lou Thiz. It's probably one of the greatest pure wrestlers ever. And he said when he first came in wrestling, old dudes, he said, they didn't care about wrestling you. He, he said, you was at the bottom car, some old dude, 45, 50 years old, just take you in there and beat the tar out of you because they could and they wanted to. What, yeah. what was the... Uh, That's scary, though, oh, kind of. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, you know, people, it's, it's, it's a normal to a lot of people that's been in the business for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, me... I was 38 years old, starting to try to learn how to take bumps for the first time. It's a wake-up call, ain't it? Yeah, (laughs) dude. And these guys were my buddies. Yeah. I can only imagine if I was in there with some pricks that didn't like me. Yeah. And took it, because I've never had that happen. Like, I've been knocked the fuck out of. Don't get me wrong. I'm never, don't let me ever let them think that I don't get hit hard by these motherfuckers, because they hit hard down there. But I've never been beat up by a dude being a dick to me for no reason. Man, there's been some wild shit that has happened in this wrestling business. Mm -hmm. Uh, I heard the old timers talk one time, uh, uh, a dude named Mario Galenta. Joe, I know know, you know who I'm talking about. He apparently, when Lawler was just first breaking in, mm-hmm. 
pulled out a straight razor on on Lawler in the ring, and it kind of got him blackballed from the territory after that because they knew Lawler was going to be the next big star. What yeah. would you think? Did, did he do that just for just because because Lawler was getting ready to take his spot, and he was saying yeah. "fuck ah, you." That's what that was about. Wow. Like, it is 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 backwards business as that sounds now. Back then. That's how it was from from everybody that you you talked to from that time period. It was like, no, fuck you, like like like. Here's something disturbing: when in in Memphis territory, uh, Cornets talked about this, and a lot of other people have too. If you yeah, like just uh, YouTube it or whatever, uh-huh. but that when when a wrestler would die and they would do a ten bell who was in the territory. Like the fans would actually cheer if they they had enough heat, and like the boys viewed it was well. I hate they're gone, but fuck him, it's a spot open. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, Ooh, yeah, you know, like it happens. You know, you know, I uh, I've been mad at I've been mad at old, uh, older folks before one time, and I, I, I write scripts and stuff, and I wrote this one that when I get mad at people, I'll write it to a script. And this older lady got really, really rude with my lady, and I feel like I don't like that. So I wrote this script, and I looked her in the eye, and I was like, old woman, I'll stand here and stare at you as long as I need to because I know that you'll die before I will. And that was like venting out the, the frustrations of like people, you know what I'm saying? Like just taking advantage of just being just taking advantage of people really bothers me. Right. And if I, I, I fortunately I was lucky. I haven't seen it yet behind the scenes. I've been accepted and brought it, in really, really right. humbly it, it, nice. It, 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 it doesn't exist to the level of what it used to. It's still around to mm-hmm. a degree, but yeah. not anything like it oh, was no, you know it, you know something i've never told anybody and, and i think jim told me this several years ago jim's favorite wrestler of all time is jamie dundee yeah yeah are you he serious loves him, i yeah. love jamie i was gonna yeah. ask about his son but yeah. i just didn't get to Jamie's it so wow fucking wild I, yeah well jamie was really great he lies about pimping his cousin out so he could get a free trip to Jerry, Jerry Springer's show to he do a booked, wrestling show. He booked for Jerry Springer at one point. He booked the guest. Slim was on Maury. He was really? on there. Wow. Jamie was yeah. on there. Yeah, J- J- Jamie yeah. was the booker for him. J- yeah. Jamie Dundee okay. was the booker of, of at one time, and also Madman Pondo was 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 booking some people on uh, Springer at one time. Like they they were pro wrestler central. Like that's amazing. Like, like independent wrestler central. But they was coming in yeah. and out there for a long time. Anybody was going wrestling. Well, I mean, and, just a little and, check. Well, and two. Yeah. That was when Jerry Springer was one of the hottest shows on television. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. it's dog shit now. You stay home from school. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're watching Springer. I don't know if you've watched it lately, but they are letting them smack each other. Are again. they? Yeah. Are they? I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen, seen it yet. Yeah. It's, uh, if you watch like any of the newer ones, I think they brought that back in uh, 2018. Hell, yeah. They started letting them smack each other again. You, I mean, you could just hear it. Like, you'll hear this girl getting breaking bad on this dude in the next thing you hear is whap <laughs> I'm like yeah that's what I'm talking about yeah well see oh, and, 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 and the fucked up thing is like you go on there and like you have to believe 
the, the work of it pretty much and like they treat it like it like it is a real thing although like you, you're like it, it like I, I've went through a couple of the processes and I've never got on but like I went through a couple of the processes and I'm like oh man like you all treat this as like a real fucking deal yeah. like but like like obviously the stories are bullshit mm-hmm. you know what I mean but like man well, yeah, that's I, why I went to Maury because uh, when I was on Maury they were offering a free DNA test and my baby mama told me that she didn't know if it was mine or if it belonged to some other dude that she was having sex with at the time so I was like fuck it I said let's make up a story and go on Maury yeah <laughs> so we did and when we got there you know Maury had us they, they made us believe that it was you know they made us act it all out and I, I was an actor the whole time but yeah. they told me exactly what to do and they paid me for each little thing that I'd done like um, when I was standing backstage and talking shit to her they uh oh wait a minute I think we, we have something call going on here Uh-oh. I think we might have Kurt live on the phone right now <laughs> yes you do <laughs> so, so Kurt I don't mean to ruin your day buddy but we have Joe for president in here, and Joe has a message for you and for your grandfather, I believe. All right. <laughs> hey, hey, Kurt, first of all, I'm going to be nice. Love Nexus Lives. Man, great. I mean, I uh, just heard you a couple of weeks ago. Really love your music. And you know what happened? I told Nick that I wasn't going to come and do the show today unless you was here. And guess what? I get down here. Of course, you're not here. He just lied to me again. You know? But anyway, I know Kurt. But, Come in and I'll tell you about him. Hey, but Kurt, uh, I, I think you said that uh, you went to wrestling or watch wrestling with your father or grandfather. Yeah, I watched wrestling uh, with my grandpa. What was your grandpa? Well, I've yeah. got an open challenge. I'm, I'm an old dude myself. I want to have a weapons. Have you could bring him down here and us have a weapons match, and both of us you can use our walkers and canes. Is that all right with you? <laughs> well, are you going to answer me? Or can you, like, do you have to talk to him? I first? think he's speechless. I don't know if he. I, <laughs> so you want to beat me to death with a walker? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Well, I've got an assortment of canes. I, I could bring out the old lady's rollator if I need to <laughs> run over you one time, you know. Man, Kurt, we're a bunch of fans of yours in here, dude, and uh, we wanted to get you on this show for a little bit because uh, Joe hit me up the very next night after uh, he listened to the show and heard you guys, and uh, he was just blown away, so we thought it'd be funny to get you on the radio. And what I what I was thinking is the perfect answer to a challenge, if somebody's trying to challenge you, comes in the name of your newest sin that we actually got honored enough to put out on our uh, YouTube page and did a lyric video for. Is there any way we can get you to actually announce the name of the band and the name of the single right here, right now? Sure thing, man. Nexus lives on Stop, Drop, Reload. Boom, boom. Skullface Records Radio. Joe for President.
Joe for president. Um, Slim, you want to hit Yo. the, you want to hit the segment on uh, for Joe when he uh, expresses himself. <laughs> Time now for Joe's Top Notch Advice of the Week. Well, I've got some great advice this week, people. Don't leave your L8 bottles in your aluminum can sitting on your front porch because some redneck will steal them. It happened to me two weeks ago. Of course, I'm lying. Don't leave anything on my front porch but my soul because I sit out there and run all the little kids away in the neighborhood. But, you know, why not? Got to have something else to do. But uh, I can't have fun with my wife anymore. She's comatose on Haldol. So it's just like I walk by her and say, hi, how you doing? And she just, huh? You know, so. But anyways, a good advice, I think, to everybody. When you see an old person, be cordial to them. Uh, be nice to them. Because you know what? That old person's going to remember that. And they're going to say a little prayer for you. And, and they might not know your name. But, you know, if they need a help, seriously, a help in some way, help them out. Uh, if you got an elderly neighbor that uh, you see them struggling with their trash can, just go over and tell them, I'll take your trash out for you. And you know what? It comes back to you. Old people will take care of you and be really nice. So, you know, got to do things like that and take care of each one another, you know. Uh, treat your children well, too, so you can raise them to, you know, be good people, you know. Not, you know, so you could be raised up and grow up to be like Jimmy Clough or Nicholas Himes, you know. <laughs> you, you don't want to be that way. I don't know. They're good guys once you smack them around a couple of times and tell them to wake up. But uh, just uh, going to let that ride a little. You got any advice, Jim, that you can help me out with? Joe, I tell you what, buddy. You drop some knowledge every week on this segment. You know, I, I, I really don't have much more to add to that than uh, other than, you know, I, I'll say this, Joe. If you ever really want to piss somebody off, Shoot their front porch light out. <laughs> I wonder where you stole that one from, man. I'll tell you. Joe, for president, you know, we, we, we try to get deep conversation. We discuss wrestling. We discuss a little bit of music. We haven't really got into a lot of music besides what we've been listening to in between our segments. Um, maybe when we get back, we might talk about some tunes and stuff. We, we talked about a little bit of Skinner earlier, and yeah, Joe yeah. made a good point about a song that was mentioned that you mentioned mm-hmm. that was the intro for somebody. Yeah. So we might talk about that when we get back. Yeah. And Skinner's right in my wheelhouse. So we talk about him all day. Uh, all right. So next up is a brand new song, Nick. Uh-huh. A brand new song. Like, this is so new that it hasn't even been on the computer for 24 hours Oh, shit. Yet. So what, what he's talking about, I think, I think I know what this is because I think I'm a piece of this. Um, last night, a good friend of everyone here, Ronnie Kenner of Anonymix, um, we did a, we got a live video of him for Sin City Live in that we got to post on YouTube. And then he sent two tracks that me and him recorded months ago, courtesy of Patron and Energy Drinks. 
we were taking shots of tequila, shots of energy drinks, recording tracks, and then I kind of forgot about it. He told me about it. I was like, man, I do not even remember hardly doing these, bro. I was like, and we were fucking lit that day, man. I, I don't know if you guys remember Jim Jones or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, Jim Jones. Yeah. yeah. That's what this song is about. It's about pissing on his party. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that's no joke. It's <laughs> pretty cool, dude. It is pretty cool. Man, uh, announce this song, man, and rock it out, dude. This is a great This is a great tune, man. I'm excited about this. All right. This is Anonymous featuring Nick Himes. This is called Disown. Skullface Records Radio. first time that was ever played and it's an honor to be played on joe for president um you know music is a big thing that i think about when i think about joe so being able to put good tunes on this song uh, on your on your show is really important to me you know well you know i'm still trying to wait till you play some roger miller you know come on dude you know that's the way i remember roger miller well you know he he, he was he, he was a jazz musician born uh-huh. in a country guy's body so that's wow. all yep. us. he was he was like one of the first original scat singers wasn't he yeah well in country music yeah he, he said he learned it by listening to mel torme which oh, mel no torme shit. is one wow. of my favorites of all time you wow know? But, uh, yeah but uh, roger miller's really cool a lot of people don't realize he was an honorary member of the rat pack no shit huh. yeah wow. if you look at old photos roger 
Miller is always sitting at the table. He's the drunk guy. Seriously. <laughs> Roger Miller had. Uh, I want I mean, that gig. <laughs> well, Roger Miller seriously was. He 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 was down in like you know couple of fists a day and smoking like four packs of cigarettes so yeah, in my 20s. Got, him. <laughs> yeah. got him young but uh, still a very smart man but uh, just teasing going on you know yeah, yeah. I, I'm a music head I love all types of music you never know what I'm going to listen to you know here about three weeks ago I, I'm going to give a plug to a friend of mine Dan's a DJ at at this radio station. Oh, cool. And he was doing this little gig. He's going through the alphabet, and you he got the cue, and he said, well, I guess nobody's going to call in. So I call in Stacy Q, two of hearts. Boom. Blows the whole people away because it's this little, <laughs> like, 1983 poppy song. This girl flowers in her hair looking as cute as she can be. But, you know, it's, I, I don't know what's going to happen to my brain because this music gets rolling around. I, I don't know what I'm going to listen to sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I know one, one of my top... 20 albums of all time that I've ever listened to is sitting in your CD case and it's uh, it might throw Slim off because I've never really listened to it much around here but it's the Four Non Blondes album that they put out in the nineties. Wow! Of course, it's got the of course it's got the What's Up song on it, yeah. right, right, right. But dude, it's one of the most bluesiest rock and roll jam albums that you can listen to. Wow! It really? is a it, it, bad it, mama jamma. So many people, you know, they say, "I want to hear you know What's Up." It's like, uh-huh. No. Listen to this song. The way it's the first song, yeah. it starts off like it's, it's fun, it just brings right. it in and yep. it doesn't stop. Yeah, uh, yep. I don't think a lot of people know that the singer for that band also wrote most of Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, right. yeah. pop singers in the 90s. Yep. This lady trained and wrote most of their shit. Wow, yep. yeah, absolutely, and uh. Speaking on music, we were talking about Skinner. We had Leonard Skinner covers in here last night, Slim. <laughs> and it was two nights ago. It was Slim yeah. and Zachary Savine who mm-hmm. came down. And he did a taping for uh, Sin City Live. What song was it you guys covered live in here? Uh, we did All I Can Do Is Write About It in a Song. It's a good song. It, it was a great that. song. And, and then Jimmy says... I knew a wrestler that came out to a you know to the to a to a Skinner song one time. What was that that you referred to earlier? Give me back my bullet. Give me back my bullet. And that song was actually wrote about uh, him losing position on the Billboard charts. No shit. When Leonard Skinner lost their position at number one, that's what that's what came from it. They wrote a song called "Give Me Back My Bullet." No shit. And that's yeah. what it was. Well, was and, and, you know, that's you know, I was just telling Nick a while ago too. You know, I, all my friends used to come in, oh, man, let's listen to Scanner. And I say, all right. First thing they, they want to do is listen to Freebird. And I said, come on, guys. You know, it's on the radio all the time. So I would pop out, give me back my Bullets album. And, man, just lots of times people would be right. Oh, man, you know, this is just as good. I said, no, it's better. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. I, I, I think I got four or five Skinner albums. I still say, give me back my bullets. It's my favorite. It's a, I don't know. It's almost got a little bit of like, I think a little bit of 
like a James Gang influence to it. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's just in there a little bit to where you know they kind of went back to a little blues lick every now and then, but mm-hmm. it didn't overwhelm the music. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah. I love, um, I've loved with Leonard Skinner since, you know, this is the first time I ever heard them. I was raised on it, bro. <laughs> yeah, when they, sw- they can switch it, it up. Yeah. They, they, you know, they stay with that Southern rock. My dad was in a Skinner uh, 70s, like, uh, they it was in the seventies. He was in a Skinner. You cover know band. what we need to play for Joe? <laughs> My dad's song. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll talk to him about your dad's song, and you find that. Okay. And let's play that in here. Right. He is going now, to absolutely love this. Now you all want to yeah. really get mad? I went to see Leonard Skinner with Marshall Tucker. Wow. Now are you ready? I'm not done. Oh wow. Not done. Boston. <laughs> All right. It's probably right, cost you, you $5 ready? at the time. Ario okay. Speedwagon. What? And, uh, oh, Lord, I just went. Uh, Blue Oyster Cup. Wow. It, it, it wow. was $10. What it's, a show. Yeah, they they $2 done a, band. a, a poor man's show shit. is what it was called. Well, Nobody shit. got paid wow. except the roadies. Nobody Where got Where was this at, dime. Joe? Wow. That was at Rupp Arena. That's, wow. Damn. Yep. That's a... Uh, about Let's see, year. Marie and I have been married for 34 years. I think we would, I'd say it's been about 29 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we, it, I mean, they partied to like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was just fantastic. Skinner came to uh, Huntington like a year or so ago, uh-huh. and it was their last show that they were ever going to do because they're on their farewell tour now. Yeah. but uh, Farewell they, doesn't last too long. <laughs> Never. <laughs> yeah. When they start running out of money to get a pack of cigarettes, <laughs> they'll, get, they'll get paid. Yeah, get I don't paid. know. If... If you get the Circle Network, but my wife watches it quite a bit. It, it's heavy on a country. Uh-huh. They have rock musicians on there, and they have one heck of a documentary about Leonard Skinner Band. Wow. It is really great. Uh, about, a oh, uh, oh, Lord, the original lead singer. Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Uh-huh. It was wild. They was talking, you know, Ronnie, they say he's, you know, like five foot five, probably weighs 115 pounds. Soak him wet. But yeah. there this was never a man dynamite. in a bar fight that could whip his ass because he was so fast and relentless. People would just give passionate. up. Passionate. Just give up. Just passionate. I'm yeah. good friends with Ronnie's daughter, Tammy. No shit. Yeah. Wow. And, and it's good for I, uh, Yeah. <laughs> uh, I talked to her. She had a song that she released called Free Bird Child. Um, that uh, she wrote about her dad. Um, and I back when I was running my own internet radio station, uh-huh. I, I actually had her on. I, I know, I'm sorry, take that back. Somebody else was running an internet radio station. Uh-huh. It's called uh, K94rocks.com. Uh-huh. And I was their production guy, and I was also a host, and I got to talk to Tammy and have uh-huh. her on my show. Well, that's neat, man. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. net out to her again. Um, so his dad was in this, like, 60s band that's right down our alley. Like, I could see, uh, I could see you showing me this. You know what I mean? And being like, this is going to knock your socks off. It's just good, chill back, laid back music. Mm-hmm. And it's his dad's. And we're actually going to cover this in a band that we're at. And this is really cool to be able to first have it played on Joe for President. And it's cool that this is the first time that you two ever get to hear it. I've yeah. I've always been a big fan of the 50s, the 60s. You know, the, every generation had its good parts. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. You can just take such so much of the good stuff out of it. To finish my story, though, mm-hmm. Leonard Skinner played that show in Huntington, uh-huh. and they promoted it on the radio as with special guests, with special guests, with special guests. Uh-huh. Well, they wouldn't say who the special guest was. It ended. I had two tickets to the show and ended up having to sell them. Gotcha. And... It ended up being a fucking Marshall Tucker band. I was so pissed. Uh, oh, man. Damn. So he lived your dream. Oh, <laughs> Joe lived your dream. That's pretty cool, man. I've I've seen some cool shows, man, here and there. But the thing is, my generation, like, by the time I was old enough to afford my own tickets, because tickets were so expensive for me from, from get-go, I had to choose what I was doing. I couldn't do them all, you know. You know, I since we're on Skinner a little bit here too, uh-huh. or Slim. Uh, one of their main influences, of course, they'll tell you was the Stones, but is a never another band called Free, Free. and everybody remembers the song "All Right Now," oh, right? Baby, but they were much more than that. And if you guys ever have a chance, I don't have a copy of it anymore. I had it at a party, and mm-hmm. one of them got ripped off. It's by Free and it's called The Twelve Dreams of Dr. Sardonicus. Boom. You want to hear something just really good, some good rock and roll. Yeah, we should. We should ass rock and roll. that up later. We yeah. got something to do later now. We can look it up, man. That's awesome. Did you find your track from your dad's I band? Did. Um, cue that up, man. If you want to announce your dad's band, I know you like doing that, dude. That's got to be something cool, right? Yeah. When you got your not? pops band going up, dude. And it, it definitely it's also, is. It's also man. a good track, too, my friend. We're in for a treat. My my dad uh, recorded this at King Federal Studios in Cincinnati, Ohio, in 1968. The same studios that James Brown recorded his music in. So this was released under a record label that doesn't exist anymore, but they did in 1968. The record label that released it was called Plato, and they were located in um, Milton, West Virginia. Uh, and their their logo is actually on the 45 that I'm going to buy when I get my check. We found but, an actual copy of this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, we're getting it sent from what Washington State. Yeah, it's Washington State. Yeah, and it's uh, all the way across America to come y- up. Yeah, and uh, but the. The logo looks like a, a kindergartner drew it. Oh, And it wow. says Play-Doh down the side of it, and it's got a sword up around it. <laughs> and and that's the actual 45, and it exists. And I don't cool. have a copy, and I reached out to the guy that does have a copy, and he told me, he was like, yeah, man, send me 35 bucks, I'll send it to you. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is King James and the Royal Jesters, and this song is called Girl. You're listening to Skullface Records Radio. Show for president!
Yes. You got to wrestle, and to me, that's exciting as fuck. Yeah. Because you said that this was maybe uh, you hadn't been in the ring much besides like a little bit of a scramble-type match, and this was kind of you getting back into the ring the first time after kind of but a little bit of a break due to, you know. Damn Rona. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how'd it feel, and, 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 and you know, what? How'd you feel about it? Uh, I thought it went really well. Yeah. Uh, feedback so far has been really good on it. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't actually watched it. it. It's on IWTV if you have it. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, like it, it, it felt good. It was real, real physical. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and honestly, like. You know, it, it was a pretty big show, so like, yeah, I, I, I was really happy how how everything oh, great. turned out. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's great, man. Do you have anything coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, or um, this week, or next week, or anything? I've not not this weekend, but the following week, I've got a bunch of things that I can't really divulge just yet. Can we yeah. talk about it after after the fact? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. I, 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 after the fact's perfect. That'd be dope, you man. Know. Something to look forward to. I get my indie news from Jimmy. That's what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do, man. <laughs> the burning question I want to know uh-huh. is, did you whoop his ass? <laughs> well, you know, for part of it, I did. Uh, <laughs> the other half of it, though, he no, got... No, the- he, he hit me with a knockout blow to the head uh-huh. and Oof. yeah I, it was curtains gotcha you know he, he caught me dude you know? I've seen him dude He he's a big old hoss he yeah. does he does it dude you know when you get hit by him He's a big old boy, man. I've, I've seen him throw down. He a had few to times. kick me in the nuts though to, to get me oh. in that position. So like, man, like <laughs> next time, dude. Next time, um, I, I haven't seen a ton of footage with you, Jimmy. Okay, what's your finisher? Um, well, there's, a, I got a couple. Like, oh, do you? Yeah, my my main one is I, I do this power slam, like the up and down power slam. I guess you would like something like Mark Henry uh, oh, gotcha. used to do. Like, yeah, boom, yeah. up, yeah. Uh-huh. That's one of mine. Uh, I, sometimes I'll do a lariat after I've hit you with a big splash. Oh, you give, in the give him a big old yeah, stand, Hanson. Yeah, huh? yeah I'm a big fan <laughs> of that one, and. Joe, Joe can appreciate this. Uh-huh. A standing drop kick. Boom. I told him when he first told me, uh-huh. I want to be a professional wrestler. I said, Jimmy, I'll back you all the way. But <laughs> it's like I said last week, it takes a lot of work. Yes. Total but commitment. Total commitment. I'm going to tell you about these two guys that I used to love the wrestler. Nick, you might remember. Uh-huh. They were called the Assassins. Yeah. Both yeah. of them was about 5'11", 6'0". Uh-huh. One weighed 325, another one like 290. Yep. And could be standing five inches from you and drop kick you in your mouth. Wow. I said, Jimmy, when you learn to do a standing drop kick, That's when- I've got the ultimate respect for you, but I'm going to tell you what. I do have respect for Jimmy because at times I had my doubt about him, but he's worked his ass off over the years. And I'm telling you right now, Jimmy, mm. you got my respect, brother. Well, you know I, I appreciate that, Joe. Dude, it well, means a lot. well, you know, I, I, I talk to a lot of people, man. I talk to a lot of people around around the area as well. And uh, I've had you in my life for the last two weeks pretty solid doing shit. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> we've, we've been hanging out, looking at each other, and smelling each other, and doing whatever we do. Um, everybody that has said anything that knows you 
it says that you're nothing but exactly what I think and how I see it. Right. Well, there ain't no. I am what I am, man. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's what you get. Get it in. <laughs> yeah, but I've known him longer for anybody, so I know what he's really like. Ooh, oh, the dirty Jimmy. Yeah. 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 yeah that's fun, man. Well, okay, I got a, I got a question for Joe off the because I asked him for the finisher. Um, if you could have, if you're creating a, a, a prototype wrestler and you could have a finisher, what would be your finisher? Well, let's go back. All right, Nick, this is for you, Nick. I'm going to call you Nicholas now. Nicholas. Yeah, call you your Nicholas. daughter does that too. Yep. Well, I still do it every uh-huh. now and then. You know, it's out of habit. <laughs> yeah, they but, do. Uh, Nicholas. But go back to the old-fashioned mandible, not the one that Foley used in uh-huh. WWE, but the old-fashioned nerve hold where you grab the jaw. Remember how I used to grab you on your jaw with the I fingers do. underneath? <laughs> that, that'll put a man crying in a heartbeat. Yeah, man. It, it's as bad as grabbing one of your nuts. It, wow. It, it, yeah. it didn't take... It was usually... like it, I think it happened to me two really good times. <laughs> the first time when I told you I wanted to be a wrestler. I told him I wanted to be a wrestler one time, and it was like we were 10 beers in, um, <laughs> and I just, I just brought it up, so I talked to him about it, and he broke... Joe on me right there in the kitchen <laughs> as soon as I said it. Like, I just threw the ideal out. He got up, walked towards the fridge. I think he got a beer or something, got up behind <laughs> me and grabbed me up underneath my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was done. <laughs> what about the old school cow bite? What's the cow bite? What's the cow you bite? You don't know the cow bite? Not exactly. I might know the whole, but not my, not my name. Or you grab somebody the inside of their leg and just... <laughs> Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Too. I do. Yeah, the cow bite, man. <laughs> but yeah, necklace. Y'all also remember? Uh, I taught you the one about the single finger behind the ear. Yeah, that that is just. I mean, it'll throw you down if you know where to put it. Or what? I used to love to do my very limited wrestling career uh-huh. is like a guy throw a punch at him and you grab it muscle up underneath right the underneath armpit. The He's arm. fucked. Up yeah, underneath the I armpit. Mean, I actually knocked a guy out one time. He passed really? out on me, and it scared the hell out of me. I thought he was faking passing out. <laughs> and he How do you fake out. pass out, Joe? Well, I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was playing the game, you know. <laughs> oh hell, dude! You know, boom, boom, boom. I started to piss on him. I thought, no, I better not. That's a premium that. service, ain't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> That's that costs a dollar and a half. Yeah, man. we need we need a Joe uh, call in number that costs ninety nine you know ninety nine cents a minute to talk to Joe. You can call in, make a little bit of money on the side. Joe advice, baby, baby. It'd be like Miss Cleo, except <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that yeah. would be good. We were talking about the nineties, the weird stuff from the nineties. Like that's a whole show in itself, isn't it? Hundred percent. What a weird decade for television. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> You got to try growing up in the 60s. And oh, yeah. TV. I mean, it, it was a wonderland. That would be an interesting thing. Yeah, TV, growing up you with know, TV. They put down your throat and you're like, uh-huh. you mean my family's supposed to be that? My dad's drunker in hell and screaming at my mom. How come they don't have that guy on TV? <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, couldn't figure it out. But now my dad was a good dude. He just, 
he liked that bottle a little bit too much. So uh-huh. yeah. We was glad when he'd go on a drunk and disappear for a month. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Is it kind of like Archie Bunker back in the day? But, hey, some houses were. Yeah. You know, it, it was different. So he was a drinker. Well, I think I got the song for it, actually. So he These... put me to shame, you know. Well, so, uh, well can I do something right quick? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to have an interlude of music. Oh, okay. gotcha. Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Well, I got to get drunk, and I sure do dread it, because I know just what I'm going to do. I'm going to spend my money calling everybody, honey, and wind up singing the blues. I'm spend my whole paycheck on some old wreck. And brothers, I can name you a few. I gotta get drunk, and I sure do dread it, cause I know just what I'm gonna do. And you know, guys, they are more old drunks than there are old doctors. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Little Willie. You know, that Willie hat. Nelson, yeah. baby. That, that wow. Presented by Joe then. Lucas. That yeah. was live, dude. That was awesome, man. That, that's my Willie tune. I, I sing that in my sleep sometimes. Wait till you hear that played live on the radio, because we're going to wow. have Willie Nelson behind that. As you're saying it. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> Do it with Willie. Yeah. His oh, card man. trick on that bus, the video that goes around, like the, when, he, when he's yeah, got yeah. The, the, man. He's awesome. Every right. time I see that, I just have to stop and watch it. Yeah, like it's just somebody being a good dude. Oh, yeah. Being himself. <laughs> I always like, uh, he used to tell a story. He, he had a great song. It, this is from the old Pickwick days back in the 60s when he had you know, the crew cut, no beard. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a song, and it was called, I'm Not Gonna Let You Say Goodbye. Well, he actually pitched it at he was going to beat his wife up for leaving him. He said, Ooh. the DJs didn't like that too well. So I'd say, no, I'm telling her goodbye first. Yeah. But well, he actually pitched damn. it that way. Commercial music took away honesty. Yep. You know? That's yep. something I don't won't do at this radio station. Like, if someone's opinion's ignorant, that's different. But I cannot censor anybody for Amen honesty. Amen on that. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. It's just not right. 100%. Um, uh, this next band, Bachelor Party. I'm dropping. I don't even know if you guys know. I don't know if you know this, Joe. I saw that back in, like, the 80s, the the bachelor party though the, the the horror flick is, it, oh. is that what you're talking about it, this might be a reenactment that's going to happen okay. live here in the studio wow joe i don't know how it happened um i found somebody that's gonna marry me and it's happening on halloween this year oh hell and how next, long have you had her drugged right <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, I thought you might be like, oh, you, uh, you, you did the spell I told you to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't understand how it happened either, man. Um, she's, we're getting married on Halloween. I'm having a bachelor party. They're like, what kind of bachelor party do you want? I'm, I've never been a strip club dude ever. If yeah. I went to a strip club, I was playing pool and drinking and like in the corner, basically. You know what I'm saying? I never was into spending money on some, on, on, on some, so I could find, I can find my own. You know, I never needed help from a stage. I mean, I might need to be censored on Joe for president tonight. <laughs> but I'm having the big bachelor party, man. Um, these guys are coming down. You know, I don't want to have a crazy ass a night out. You know, a you know a movie style thing. What I what I love is I love radio and I love music. I love having all my friends together. What I wanted to do instead of going somewhere else is I'm bringing everybody that's coming to the studio next Saturday and I want to make music. 
and I want to do talk radio and I want to have fun and be and you know and do games with with 16 20 people um, these guys from Cincinnati are coming down they're my good friends Danny Kerr and fast Eddie Deck that's Eddie Deck is coming down from Cincinnati you know him <laughs> don't you Slim I do know him Eddie's awesome they're fucking awesome dude and this song's awesome um, so is Danny Danny's cool too dude and he's a master behind the guitar he's, he's the Randy Rhodes of this area that's man. what I hear Kurt Damn. Kurt Wonderly is in a video with these guys playing bass that you can actually find on Skullface Records Radio I'll have to show you that later Nick told me the other day he said uh, Shocker got a new bass player I said they did who is it he it's like it's somebody we know. Well, it's not a new one. It's from like a couple years ago. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think he was filling in for a video. Huh. So it's actually Kurt from a couple years back. I oh, believe. wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It, it's it's awesome, dude. It's a great <laughs> video. But this is actually just Shocker. And the song is called Drinking Till the Break of Dawn. You're listening to Skullface Records Radio. Joe for president. We have Joe Lucas, the president of Skullface Records in the house. We have Jimmy back there, Kim. Taking ass and taking names, hanging out. And we got Slim spinning all the good hits, man, as we throw them at him. Dude, we'll be right back. Skullface Records Radio. Break us up. 
and Joe for president. Um, every time we have Joe Lucas in the studio, man, it's a nonstop uh, walk through memory lane you know what i'm saying it's it's intriguing uh, the stories are are awesome dude it's been a, it's been a pleasure sometimes i think maybe we need to let the cameras roll when we're not oh, yeah. sitting around because oh, yeah. dude we get lost we just got lost in conversation for 35 minutes right and we were just sitting there and then we have jimmy in the studio we have slim but we won't be hearing him for probably another 15 minutes them, them things get stuck to the roof of your These mouth. These fingers don't they, bro. deep in some grippos. Yeah. <laughs> Still gonna get slammed. Thank you, own, Jimmy. You're welcome, buddy. Slammed his own knife. Radio selling commercials. I mean, yeah, he's great at it, man. Yeah. You know, we do have a knife commercial. We'll play that real quick. We'll cut to that. Some creepy guy is stalking you in the parking garage at 3 a.m. But you're not worried because you have a bright for war industries knife strapped to your belt. Don't be a victim in this crazy world. Protect yourself. Carry a knife made by Bright for War Industries. It may save your life. Hi, this is Josh for Bright for War Industries. I'm a professional knife maker with 15 years experience. If you're looking for a unique gift or a high-performance piece of cutlery for the kitchen, the field, or for personal protection, look no further. Look for me on Instagram at Bright for War. back on Joe for president. Josh Mason. Yes, Josh Mason. He actually grew up in Paris and he makes his own knives. So when you hear this live, you'll hear the commercial when I cut to it right there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bright for war is what the knife company they, they, he's got some fancy blades man he's no joke it's not no uh sideshow that he does man he's a legit knife maker wow yeah it's fancy stuff man when you look it up you'll be like man that's a that's a man's knife it's a mason his name's josh mason that's what i said i was like that's mason strong yeah. this dude was from paris do you remember the guy that almost got ran over by the car at the jail when the guy tried to run over someone yeah i do remember that sure do he was the guy they tried to run over Oh, Lordy. Yeah, he was a big dude, though, man. He was, wow. he was, I think he's 6'3, 340 pounds, and he was, he was throwing up probably 400 pounds at the time. He's pushing up weight. He was a big, solid. Mason was a monster when he was working out nonstop. And he said that this guy made him so mad when he tried to run him over, over him at the jail. They said that he grabbed the door because the door was kind of slitted open a little bit, mm-hmm. and he ripped the entire door off the car. Holy fuck. He gorilla it. And that's live. Like that's it, what you call adrenaline. Yeah, man. Yep. He was yep. mad. He was like, this guy tried to kill me. You know? He was just at the wrong place at the wrong time, dude. But that dude was fucking with the wrong dude. <laughs> so well, I funny. wish I had some money every time some dude tried to kill me. <laughs> well, it's that's You're a wanted them, man, Joe. Well, that's, that's what them women would do to you. Especially when they're married and you don't know. So, Joe, <laughs> Joe what, I, what I see right now is I see Joe looking at Jimmy. I know that Joe has something to tell Jimmy and something to say to Jimmy. Well, so, hell. Well, it's actually a story. Oh, story boy. about my illustrious friend sitting over there. Oh, I'm hell. glad Slim's in between us. I might come over this table. Oh, shit. Hey, <laughs> hey, right But now. I got a microphone stand to put up you know where right quick. But anyways. Is that all you got? I, <laughs> Jim, don't go there now. Okay. But uh, we was on a wrestling trip, and 
no telling where we was going. I don't remember if we was in Platt's parents' van or he's in a car or what. Uh-huh. I, I knew Jim a little bit, but not really, really well. So this is an early, early yeah. story. Early. You know, and, of course, you know, trying to take the kid under my wing. Uh-huh. And so all I know right now is that uh, Jimmy is blood red. If you're in the studio, <laughs> well, so I decide I'm getting out of this vehicle, and Jimmy's going to play a trick on me. Uh-huh. And he grabs the back end of my shorts. Well, little does he know, these shorts at the time probably as old as him. And they had a little slit in the front. <laughs> Well, these shorts split all the way up to my belt. <laughs> of course, you talk about one pissed off dude. Yeah. <laughs> I around. I said, Jim, what the fuck are you doing? He said, man, I was just acting silly. I said, you're buying me a new pair of shorts. He said, I'll get you some tomorrow. I said, fuck, Jimmy, you got to buy some tonight. He said, you have to have shorts tonight. I said, I'm going to wrestling mancho- matches and I'm commando and all my crap's hanging out. You know? Oh, he said, yeah, all right. So we stopped and it was a target. He buys me a pair of shorts, two sizes too small. They were on the clearance rack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brand new. You know, I, I'm commando. Everything's itching like you can't believe it's miserable the whole night. You know, I'm just going crazy. So I wasn't happy with Jimmy that night, to say the least. But guys, do you want to hear the rest of the story? Oh, when Jimmy a... reached to grab my shorts, uh-huh. he overshot. His wrist caught my shorts. He grabbed my fucking dick. Oh! I did. Jimmy the Johnson, night yeah, one, baby, got baby. Him, he got him a free feel. That know? was a big old, uh, that was the that was the ending to what we've seen earlier. Right. So when you seen hand to cock, that's what you were thinking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, it, it, that's right up there with the pinochle deck. Oh, yeah. the pinochle deck. Well, we tried to play cards with them, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> What's the pinochle deck? You got to elaborate Joe, on that. Joe. Is that is that X rated? Is that no, a no? You it, 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 roll with it, Joe. No, you, I'll let you tell this one. We we were looking to kill some time and wanted to play some cards. Okay, we had a couple hours to kill, and they 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 had sent me into like a Walgreens or or CVS something like that to go get a, a deck of playing cards. Right. Well, I didn't look when I bought them. We get to playing cards. What, what, what were we playing, Joe? Uh, I think we was going to play spades or something like it. Not blackjack. We was going to play blackjack. Something. Yeah. <laughs> and the cards just kept coming out, and we're like, "Hold on, now. There's much more than more than four uh, twos here. You mean or tens mm-hmm. or whatever it was?" <laughs> and bro, I had fucked up and bought a pinochle deck. Oh. Of cards. <laughs> And you guys didn't know until it was already dealt, and yeah. like you guys were just like, "Hey, let's play some fucking card." <laughs> hey, but the key is though, there was this young dumb kid there about fourteen. Uh-huh. I sold the deck of cards to him for a dollar. Oh, you he sold them right he off. He didn't know the difference. And I said, "You want to buy a deck of cards for a dollar?" Yeah, <laughs> I sold them to him. Went on about my merry way. Man, spades. 
spades is 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 something that I really miss from Joe's uh, uh, card table or his you know his kitchen table in, in the in the. In I am house. cutthroat. I'm stepping on you for that because I am cutthroat. Uh-huh. You're you're badass. <laughs> you're good. Everybody there was almost good though. Like, well, there was a crew. Um, I remember um, would play. Yeah, great. You know I remember over there playing. You, Marie was a hell of a Marie, No, Marie was too. awesome. Yeah. Marie would place a damn dumb on you, and then, boy, next you know, she Bam. was popping you like crazy. She's always just acting like she doesn't know what she's doing, and boom, boom, bow, boom. boom. Yeah. Bada bing, bada bow. Hey, but uh, now I'm going to call you Nicholas this time. Just because I stole, told a story on Jim. Uh-huh. You got Uh-oh. one coming. Uh-oh. I got one for you, but this I is got another thing day. coming. <laughs> um, we can, do you want to go right into it? Uh, hold up, hold up. Right before you start telling that story, we got somebody calling in. Hello, you're calling in live. A Skullface Records Radio Joe for President Show. Who are you? This is Brenda. Hey! It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> The the evil spawn of mine. <laughs> hey Nick, hey Joe. Oh, it's Simon. What's going on, yeah. man? Oh, enjoying this beautiful day. It is beautiful outside. It is beautiful outside. We're doing a radio show right now. Um, We're going to, he's getting ready to come back because he's going to tell a story on me. Um, But we're going to listen to a song first. What song would you two like to hear? Oh, no. Um, I don't know. Give me anything anonymous. Oh, anything anonymous, baby, baby. We already played the first new one that, uh, that I was on that we just released. Play the other one, Slim, if you don't mind. Yeah. Appreciate you guys yeah. calling in. Joe, you want to say anything else to your daughter? Hey, the new Anonymix was great. You'll yeah. love this. It is. Yeah. All the cool music here is badass. We appreciate you guys calling in. Be careful out there. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for calling in, guys. Skull Bay Records Radio.
studio. We're live with Joe Lucas, Joe for president, Jimmy back there, baby, looking good, yeah. doing his thing, and Slim dressed to impress. Yeah, man, uh, it's a, uh, it's always been a pleasure, man. We're two for two. It seems like every time we get around here and get a, uh, get us all in the same room, magic happens. You know, you some know. cool shit happens. But Joe was in the middle of a story. <laughs> he but was about to uh, drop some knowledge, drop yeah. something on me, or another friend of mine. Uh huh. But. I've just got one thing to complain about now. Uh huh. Slim, quit yes. wearing the short shorts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Your legs just don't go that way, man. Right? I mean, Lord, they're white as all get out. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I haven't had much of a chance to get out and get a tan this well, year. It looks like Corona a damn giant killed that chicken too. running right. around here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, what we're trying to do, Joe, you know, and you've been a married man for a long time. We're trying to get Slim a date. Oh, we are. He's been on. He's got a couple of these sites he's on. Um, we had another buddy that does a podcast, uh, Party McCarty, um, out, and he's up in near Mason, Ohio. He gave him some some McCarty advice, and a week later, crickets. Yeah, nothing. nothing. Wow, nothing. I yep. can get him a date real quick. Uh oh, can we do it on the air? Bow wow wow wow. Bow chicka wow wow. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars. It's it's called Third and Deweese in Lexington. You know, so go there about midnight. You got a date in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, well, now I'll tell you, I'm I'm a fan of a big girl. Uh-huh. Like, I like big girls. I like big boots. Bo- okay. yeah. we, we could dress yeah. Jimmy up real sweet. Well, Now, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a different podcast. Yeah, but I don't want to go that, there. Uh, that'd be a hell of a night. A bucket of KFC, and <laughs> a cheap hotel room, and a bottle of Ripple. We're good to go. So you got to make it pink and pink, Ripple. I mean, good night. <laughs> That's hilarious. So I'm trying to lighten the mood. I'm glad everybody's joking because right before we listened to the last song, Joe was giving me the cold stare. Yeah, he was. He said he had some kind of story for you. He had something going on. It better man. be huge, I was Joe. lucky Brenda called yeah. in when she did. <laughs> you know, she called in at the right time. Uh-huh. You know. All right. Now, I've known Nick of many years. I longer than I like to admit because uh-huh. I'm talking about her age. Well, my wife and I were separated at one time and she calls me three nights in a row uh-huh. from where she was living. And she tells me, there's this boy that comes down here named Nicholas Himes and I don't want him in my house. He keeps <laughs> trying to smoke marijuana with <laughs> And I'm like, What? said, yeah. And I said, well, to your knowledge, doesn't already smoke? Yeah, but I don't want her smoking with that Nicholas Himes. He's just bad news. He's the devil. And I want you to come down there and throw him out. I said, uh, we're separated because you're trying to boss me around. I said, it's not my daughter. You go call her dad. He says, no, I want you to do it. I said, is he harming no, he keeps asking around on dates. I go I said, to church with her. Yeah, I said, yeah. That, that's why I like. He tried to tell this church story earlier. 
So, yeah, that's the reason I had to hit this. Uh, well, the only place her parents couldn't say no. Yeah. You know? So, you know, th- this was family drop because I guess, you know. I, I, well, I finally I, warmed her heart, Joe, because what would happen is they lived right up the street. I grew up in a neighborhood right down the street from where they lived. I knew Brenda from fifth grade. And then I came up and, and we just we would talk on the telephone. She invited me up to where they were at. And that's how I was introduced to Marie. And and he was still a small kid. And were still small uh, uh, riding bicycles, you know, and and they were separated at the time. But they I remember when they got back together. I remember the first time I ever met Joe. I came and knocked on the trailer. And he was there. <laughs> and he was reading a book. And to me, I was that kid that was into Nirvana, wearing a flannel, just been listening to Metallica for a couple years, thought mm-hmm. I was cool. Grunge. Joe was cool as fuck. Like, he had these fucking weird-ass tattoos. I'd never <laughs> seen no motherfucker that had, like, those kind of cool tattoos. He was reading a book. He didn't ask me how I was doing. He told me about the book he was reading. You know, it was kind of cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He treated me like a dude instead of a parent that was like, what you doing over here? And then from day one, I guess I was more intrigued of talking to him than his daughter. So I guess that was a good thing, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. <laughs> well, and then now here's the good part of the story. It's, uh-huh. it, it goes on a couple of years later. Uh-huh. Uh, my daughter Brenda and I'm living together, and she brings Nick over the house. She said, "You remember Nicholas Himes?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "A little bit." So, now he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> said, "Not so little now, pal." <laughs> yeah. And said, uh, "He wants to know if we want to smoke a joint." And I said, "Yeah, might as well." That's back when I was still smoking. So I just took Nicholas in and blew his mind. I said boy you want a beer and he looked at me like oh crap yeah you know? dude said, but that started it yeah I said, boom i got you hooked on beer and we started talking dude and I, I, and I go in now i turned on the turntable got him hooked on music yeah. you know got him listening to a bunch of stuff you know he hadn't heard before but the, i'm so so so, boom, right here. I'm doing the old uh, Scott Hall pointing over at Joe if I was on live right now. <laughs> is two of my favorites, Cat uh, Stevens and the Guess Who, both were blown up and made me understand both of them listening because of you. Yeah. Boom. And, that, and that's, that's inspired me. I own a record label right now where I make music that's inspired by that shit. You know what I mean? Well, that's what music's all about. Yeah, and I dude. still have a kick-ass stereo, believe it or not. Fuck yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it goes on a little bit more. Brenda comes to me, and she said, Dad, I love Nicholas to death. But he wants to date me, and I just don't see him. Like, damn. Well, dude, I'm, I'm like, damn. Okay. Well, dude, I, I got I, to have a talk I wasn't with always, I wasn't always the dude I, I am now. Um, I was more of a gypsy. I, I, I traveled a lot. I, I, I was in and out. I'd leave in. I'd go out. I'd go here. I'd go there. I traveled most of my twenties. I wasn't the best when it comes to like you know if I was to date somebody and get a house. Right. That wasn't going to work out. 
and Brenda was Brenda was being courted by a few fellers that had their shit together. You know, well, I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, now uh, I'm gonna brag on my daughter. Brenda. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. one cool chick, man. She's awesome. One cool chick. But now the story evolves. Oh, Uh-oh. big turn coming up. My youngest daughter. She hits about 15 and turns into this fine young woman. Guess who's sniffing around my house again? <laughs> Nicholas Himes. <laughs> I have to take him out on the front porch and say, Nicholas, you can come here. We can smoke weed. We can drink beer, but stay the hell away from <laughs> She's 15, dude. I did, so he tried I did. to run through every daughter I had, stepdaughter, daughter. I had to run him away from everyone, but I still love him, man. You know, you know, you know, I, you know I ended up actually uh, dating um, one of her friends. You know, I, that was later on. They were like 18, 19 years old. You remember? Yeah, she's a big fan. Um, she, uh, we've mentioned you. I've talked to her a couple times, um, and we've mentioned you. She's told me to tell you hi. Um, we have a running joke. I, I tell her that every time uh, I, I see her, I'll let know that, you know, it could probably still happen if he wanted to. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that, 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 and, I, and I can figure what that's going through right now. I feel, I'm going I am going. I, when I get home, I got a toothpick in my toolbox. I'm going to jab it in one of my ears. You know? <laughs> Damn, I heard that one. Shoot. Did you get the mic shred working? I'm working on it. Uh huh. Can you find the Can hole? Can you hear yourself now? Yeah. Can yeah, you hear yourself now, Jim? All right. There Slim tried to put a little hair around it, and he got lucky. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So I guess, man, I guess we can wrap up episode number two of Joe for President. Um, is there anything you'd like to add, Jimmy? Uh, you know, Slim, if anything you guys would like to add, here's your last chance. This is last call on Joe for President. I have breaking news. What? Dwayne Rock Johnson has uh, announced his presidential endorsement. Huh? And all I'm going to say is he's a dumbass. What do you mean? Like he's going to run for president? No, he's uh, he's endorsing a pre- uh, a person for president. Oh, you mean he's Lord. endorsing Conway yes, West? <laughs> no, oh, okay. no, it's not Kanye. Okay. Oh well, if it's not Kanye, I'm no, not it's him. it's well, actually uh, uh, Mr. Biden and uh, Kamala. Oh. Well, remember that's really no news to me. Remember, Dwayne Johnson went to University of Miami. I mean. How many classes did he really go to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I, think he, I think he also just bought the XFL. He so. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Biggest you know. movie star in the world. Let's just keep yeah. on making these great decisions. <laughs> yes, I do have a final thought. All right, final thought. Joe this for president. is for Jim. Right. May the bird of paradise fly up your nose. Slim. Yeah. May an elephant caress you with his toes. And Nicholas, may your old lady be plagued with runner in her panty. <laughs> That's all I got to say for the day. Good night. Goodbye. I love you, America. Keep on voting. Keep on sending me as much cash or L8 bottles. Woo! Joe for president! 
Have you ever heard of a podcast? People listen to them. They subscribe to them. They love them. As a business, doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of? You can when you hire the pros at Skullface Records Radio. Imagine, you'll have a team of creative and technical people and a killer podcast to spread the word about your business. Getting old biz into new media is not for the faint of heart, but it can happen with the help of Skullface Records Radio. Get a free estimate by emailing skullfaceradio at gmail.com or call 859-588-6456 today. Some creepy guy is stalking you in the parking garage at 3 a.m., but you're not worried because you have a bright for war industries knife strapped to your belt. Don't be a victim in this crazy world. Protect yourself. Carry a knife made by Bright for War Industries. It may save your life. Hi, this is Josh for Bright for War Industries. I'm a professional knife maker with 15 years experience. If you're looking for a unique gift or a high-performance piece of cutlery for the kitchen, the field, or for personal protection, look no further. Look for me on Instagram at Bright for War. Need some t-shirts? Want some merch for your band? Stickers? Whatever you need, let Special Tees hook you up. T-shirts, car decals, and more. Fast, friendly service with a smile. It's just under their mask. Special Tees is now the exclusive provider for Skullface Records Radio t-shirts. Call Brittany the Best at 859-588-2165. 859-588-2165. Shipping is available for an extra cost. Special Tees of Cynthia. Would you like to donate money to our cause? Shit ain't free, man! This stuff takes money. Every little bit helps. We can do a commercial for your business. You can make you money, and then we can make money. Want to sponsor a segment or one of our shows? Want to get famous, man? Want to sponsor a show? Multiple mentions, all kinds of publicity. Email us, skullfaceradio at gmail.com. Don't forget the social media. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash skullfaceradio. Records Radio. This is Goosey from Goosey's Goodies. Are you looking for some goodies for your next party or event? Be sure to find me on Facebook so I can make you some custom baked goods. You can bet your sweet when I'm in the kitchen baking, I'm listening to Skullface Records Radio. Mention Skullface Records when placing your order and receive special discounts. Find Goosey's Goodies on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Goosey's Goodies 1. Don't forget the apostrophe. There is no apostrophe. Your short name is Goosey's Goodies 1. Live out your dream to be a superstar under the lights. Always the best crowd and crew in Lexington. Survivor's Karaoke Bar, 161 East Reynolds Road. Remember to tip your bartenders. You'll find Mama Nancy, Will, and the captain behind the bar always serving up the best drink. We got Brian, Bobby G, and DJ Hi-Fi in the booth just ripping it in karaoke. Survivor's. Survivor's. Survivors. Survivors. The best in karaoke in Lexington. Karaoke starts at 9 o'clock. Mention Skullface Records on Friday nights for drink specials. Survivors. 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 Survivors is on a mission to have the best and safest karaoke bar in Lexington. We ask all our patrons to practice social distancing and please wear your mask. Temperature taken upon entry. Survivors. 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 161 East Reynolds Road, Lexington, Kentucky.